I recall Central Park in fall. How you tore your dress. What a mess. I confess, that's not all. Say Ferris. Say Ferris. Say Ferris Bueller. What? Ferris Bueller. They say he's like on the verge of death or something. Oh, I heard he's sick. My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows his kid who's going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out of 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. Well, a group of us are collecting money to buy Ferris Bueller a new kidney, and they run about 50 G's or so. So if you wouldn't mind helping out... Go piss up a flag. I'm sorry? You should be. What if you need a favor from Ferris Bueller someday? Then where will you be, huh? You heartless wench! If you'd like to help us save Ferris, join us at Ferris Bueller's Minute Off, only from DuelingGenre.com. Oh, he's very popular, Red. The Sportos and Motorheads, Geek Sluts, Bloods, Waste Toys, Dweebies, Dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one heart-to-heart with your dad minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Gary Roby. Welcome, Gary. Hey, Gary. Thanks, Thanks for coming guys. back. <laughs> I'm having a blast. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. it's Spider-Man. It's always a good time. Uh, right, today, right. Yeah. Today, our good time is about Minute 97, which uh, begins with Harry saying, Dad, and ends with him saying, you're busy. You you're you're an impo. Um and that's all he says. Yeah, you're <laughs> impo. An impo. You're an impo. impo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, such a good So we turn. get the payoff from your your uh your Raimi shot yesterday. Oh yes, yes. So yeah. so uh what we've got going on here, you talked about this sort of um Wes Anderson Wes Anderson ish, like very symmetrical shot. Um, of the foyer uh, and and you know we have Harry sort of paused in the middle of it mm-hmm. so it's it's a very symmetrical frame um, but what's so interesting about it is that uh, you know he walks up the stairs to sort of investigate the strange cackling coming from upstairs <laughs> 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 which I just love. Uh, and then we we push in and we kind of tilt up or crane mm-hmm. up to yeah. the to the top. And now as Norman walks out, it's the opposite of symmetrical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is. It very is unbalanced. Very vi- diagonal. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. and, and then he's sort of like sort of like 
Norman is framed inside of another frame that's like tiny. And so like he like there's there's like a frame inside a frame inside a frame. And then he's in the middle of that. But like not really in the middle. He's like kind of off to the side. Like it's it's very asymmetrical um, and unbalanced. Mm. And yeah, I mean, you know. That's that's why that that shot, you know, in the in the last bit, you know, before we get to this, which is the the response to that shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems like it's boring. And then you, you and then you realize what they're actually doing here. Yeah. Setting up the contrast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say is do you think that it's it's meant to show the kind of dichotomy between the two of them? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That we're literally entering into Norman's space and this... the entire frame shifts. Yeah. When... Yeah. When he walks out, because we've been hearing the cackling and stuff like and we've seen we've seen the actual like bipolar nature of the goblin here. Mm-hmm. Is this is this Norman or is this the goblin in control? Who says what is it like the first line? Yeah. Like, what do you think? Oh, I think it's the goblin. I do, too. I think this yeah. whole bit. I think this whole bit is the goblin speaking through Norman. I don't think yeah. that it's like him. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's too far gone. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Right. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think he was doing when we heard those like cackles and things? Like, how I... long has he been here alone? <laughs> like, what is he? What is he doing? Well, there, there's one point. There's one point specifically where um, the goblin speaks, but it's incoherent. Like, I can't. Uh-huh. I can't tell what he's saying, but he's he's not just cackling. He's just like, God damn, my God, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. He's like speaking in tongues. I'm not sure what. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not sure what he says. Um, but I uh, I think that he's building the goblin layer that we don't find out Ooh. about until Ooh. the end of Spider-Man Two. Um, that's good. I think that's I think that's awesome. why his sleeves are rolled up. Like <laughs> yeah, he's been, well, it's. His unbalanced. Even that's unbalanced. Yeah. Right. Like he's just yeah. got the one sleeve rolled. Oh God, the visuals are so good. Why didn't I not think about this? It's yeah. Stuff. Sa- it's- Sam Raimi. I mean, that's, he's all about the visuals, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, he thinks mm-hmm. about this stuff. So it's, uh, it's, oh, it's, it's important. Brilliant. And, and when you look at, you look at them, you know, separate, like they're kind of wearing similar color schemes. I mean, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. we've got dark, they're both wearing dark colors, but yeah, he, you know, Norman is disheveled and unbalanced mm-hmm. and his Harry, shirt's unbuttoned. And-, and, and then Harry is just extremely well put together. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All, all buttoned up to the point where there's no buttons. He's right. just mm-hmm. all. You can't even <laughs> see him. Uh-huh. Right. So, well, because even even buttons are are not symmetrical because yeah, yeah. because they're One not on both sides. The they're on, yeah. right. Exactly. So so he's in a sweater because that's symmetrical. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. that's fun. Um, I like that. I really like the idea of him building the lair. I just want to say that I I hope Goblin is just like cracking some jokes to himself. <laughs> and that's why. That's why the laughter's in there. The like big old like ah ah ah. Like it's just you know. <laughs> he's just he's in there just like listening to uh, I don't know George Carlin or something. Right. Dad jokes. <laughs> d- dad jokes. Goblin. Dad jokes. Goblin. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I just uh, I, I you know there there's a there's a really great beat too where. Um, he just he comes out and he's like, "What is it?" Um, and he's got <laughs> he's got that flat hair. 
uh, uh-huh. which yeah. which I like. But um, Harry says uh, you were right about it. You were right about MJ. You were right about everything. And Norman just sort of like looks down in a way, and it's sort of when when I've always watched this before. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're just sort of absorbing it as a movie, and you're not thinking about Willem Dafoe every decision, yeah, yeah. right, and yeah. and thinking about like what 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 what's going through like what is Willem Dafoe making Norman think about right now? Like what yeah. what's going through his head? Because it's not Norman isn't the honest thing to do isn't to go oh my poor son. Mm. I think he's thinking. What like how like what 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 can I do like can I can I kill her can, can I, I kill her this? now yeah. Yeah. yeah like like can is that is that what I should do now like should I go and kill Mary Jane for this for for you know like yeah I was son. I was right but like you know for messing with my son should I just go kill her is that what I should do because he mm. kind of like looks away and down and it, he's very deep in thought yeah and then he gets pulled out with the. The line Peter. of Peter. Line. Yeah. Right. Peter. She loves yeah. Peter. And then now, he snaps to attention. Ooh, uh-huh. the stakes are back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Parker. I, I also love him emerging from the shadows where he's just a head at first. Uh-huh. Almost like uh-huh. he's become that mask that was on the chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just, just the head above the railing. And then, okay, what is it? Now Now we're into it. It's, ah, it's cool. I also do, I also love uh, <laughs> James Franco here. When he's got this like defeated like uh you know where he's he's got to say you know everything's lost or whatever he um when he says you're right about MJ he does this poor me pose where he like sort yeah. of puts both of his arms out to the side this like very open like inviting like almost theatrical like well that's it like this is it's like it's very exposing yeah yeah it's yeah. vulnerable. That's what yeah, no, he's yeah. he's exposing his belly to yeah. to the uh-huh. alpha male. Yeah. I mean, that's uh-huh. kind of yeah. what's happening here. Like he tried to stand up for MJ and mm. was put in his place. And now he's coming now crawling he's like, back oh, to the alpha right. male and being uh-huh. like, well, yeah. Yeah. It's such like I I feel like a decision like that is a thing that you might try in rehearsal and think, oh, maybe that's too far. But mm-hmm. somebody goes, no, 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 that this will work, especially how far how far away we are from you you know we're gonna right. see you head to toe do that thing with your hands go for it yeah plus uh, what he's wearing uh yeah. like when you have all those layers you can be more animated um with your body language because yeah like you you can you can be a little more exaggerated because it's it's covered up by all those clothes like if he was just if this was the summertime and he was uh-huh. dressed in like less layers i think that move would be more over the top than it is here. Yeah. Well, I think especially yeah. because it's like he's wearing black on the black background. So you really only yeah. see the color of his fingertips in his head. Right. Mm-hmm. He like shows, you know, right. that vulnerability. Right. Even that's like covered and hidden and kind of like kept inside. Well, and then yeah. the other part about all of this, um, especially like the, the, the colors that they're wearing, like, yeah, you have the unbalanced sort of dishevelness of, of, of Norman versus the very well put together uh, outfit of, of Harry. But it's also that their color schemes match because Harry is becoming his father. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, and that we can go to, I mean, this is, 
I think in my notes, I just wrote, uh, stairs are great for, uh, drama, which we'll <laughs> talk about more tomorrow. But, um, it's such a simple thing, but sometimes simple overt things, like when we were talking about score the other day, they're very effective. And just the fact that Norman is literally high up above him and he's almost, you know, like supplicating before a statue of Jesus or something, mm-hmm. like almost like he's praying, you know, the, the, the literal difference between, their heights um, mm-hmm. sort of makes him look even more like oh, I'm giving up here I am mm-hmm. and I'm feeling about this and then when they become closer as people they literally become physically closer because yes. yep. Harry can yes. come up the stairs and mm-hmm. Norman can come down them and it, because because his, uh, his father has always been this unreachable untou- untouchable yeah. being that uh-huh. he has always felt is above him yeah. and and now because of this moment they're finally sort of getting on equal footing. I mean, granted, it's a manipulation. Oh yeah, by, oh, 100%, by the yeah. goblin, <laughs> but but that's what's happening here. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. it's good. You guys, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. This, this, is, really good, um, this movie. is a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I have to point out. So, like after he says um, she's in love with Peter, and he goes Parker and. First of all, I just want Harry to be like, no, my other, no, another guy named Peter. Um, the other Peter, Peter she knows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Peter White. Why would you think he's my best friend, Peter Parker? Um, so uh, anyway, um, so so then he says, uh, and, and he feels the same about her. And mm-hmm. he starts doing this thing where he's like, yeah, I mean, he tries to hide it and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, there's no one Peter cares. The truth is there's no one Peter cares about more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when he says that, suddenly James Franco has a New York accent and it is the <laughs> weirdest thing. For the first time in the movie. Yeah. Do you pick there's up no on Peter that cares too? For more. There's no yeah. one Peter cares for more. There's no one Peter cares for more. What is no that? one Peter cares for more. Yeah. <laughs> I almost wonder. Oh, I should know this um, about uh, James Dean is from um, California originally, but he studied in um, New York. And uh, a big chunk of that like movie that Franco did as James Dean is about his time in New York. And I almost wonder if he's like falling back into old habits there. Like this is. I mean, this is the deaniest he ever looks in the movie, I think. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. This sequence here. For sure. Uh, where it was like, yeah, this feels appropriate. Like, God. No. <laughs> there's no one Peter cares for more. No, it's got to be. There's no one Peter cares for more. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> like, you, I Was it something that from a different previous project or where does this know. come from? I, I don't, don't know. know. Because he's I don't from Palo Alto. Like. Yeah, yeah, he's from Palo Alto. I looked it up and I was like, yo, no, he's not from New York. So it's not like his real accent slipping in or anything. Yeah. No, no, this um, is a choice he's making. Yeah. That's interesting. It's a weird. Yeah. Is is the idea that like. <gasps> okay. But, okay. Maybe oh, because okay. I've moved. Okay. Because I've moved a lot. And like, I definitely, I've noticed that like my accent has changed as I've, as I've moved across the country, but maybe, sure. maybe because, okay, they are New Yorkers. They're in New York, but you know, Norman is this CEO of this multi-billion dollar company or whatever. And so they are like 
above that. So maybe normally he like hides the accent. And now that we're in this moment of emotion, he's like, it's slipping out. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I think that's the best I can. I can pull it. That's the best I can think of as well as far as like is it Franco's like, motivation mm-hmm. behind it. Yeah. yeah. Like, it it like definitely had to be a choice. Accent, but he normally hides it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it had to be a choice. Had to be. It's not like it doesn't work. Though. I mean, it's it's we notice it because like it doesn't make a lot of sense with the way he's been talking before. But it's not like he <laughs> doesn't you know say the line well. Like he's mm-hmm. he's I, very in it. You know. So I will say him yeah. just randomly slipping into that accent um, was <laughs> I, I remember I when I was doing my notes and I was watching the scene. He randomly slips into that accent and I just and I just go. Man, I can't wait for the disaster artist to come out. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Because that's that, like, that, that, that kind of like oh. weird random decision with no explanation is, you know, exactly the kind of thing that made the room great. <laughs> man, man. Now I I can't think of since yesterday's conversation. Now I can't stop thinking about uh, Star Wars Franco. Franco in Star Wars. Uh-huh. Oh, right. Man, I would love to see that. <laughs> like, yeah. Young, risk taking, weird Franco doing. Oh, man. I'm on board with it. Hey. I don't like Sam. <laughs> and the, but then, but then we'd have Hayden Christensen in this movie. Oh, God. Oh, man. But you know, maybe he'd know. be better supported yeah. by this. Because, like, it's not like everything he does is. Is it just really was not the right material for Hayden Christensen? Like, oh he's gonna... no, for sure. I'm just saying I would miss Franco. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing against Hayden Christensen. I'm, I, I think his career would probably be better for it if these <laughs> yeah, two sure. things had been <laughs> <Probably>. reversed. <laughs> because I think I think Franco would have still fallen in with all of those comedian guys and then ended up being in all of those movies still. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he probably just wouldn't have been in that. Uh, what was that what was that Navy Navy School movie that he did? Um, yeah, I don't even know. Right. <laughs> or Air Force movie where he was like a student, like a cadet at a. I don't remember. Anyway, I don't know that one. But, he did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he did a lot of movies like that, uh, and he yeah. probably wouldn't have if he was uh, if he was uh, Anakin. But yeah. But then again, maybe maybe he would have uh, done better with that dialogue than Hayden Christensen did. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no. I, think, I think I could I could buy the like simmering um, darkness underneath the surface a little bit more with Franco. Than, oh yeah. Well, I mean, because like, I I I think when Franco leans in that direction, it's like from a wounded place, and it right. when you when you watch, um. Christensen's take on it it's more from like a like a childish petulant petulant yes yeah yes. yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I think it might have it might have fit the material better but mm-hmm. I don't know like we spent a lot of last week talking about like trying to save writing when it's really not quite there and I to a degree it might just be like nobody was gonna fare that great in that part like no <laughs> <laughs> it's true no, it's true. <laughs> Although, you know what? I, I I don't know if I've ever this is not the place for this, but I don't have anywhere else to say it. Sure. Um so I'll 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 say it to you guys. Um mm. I have a theory and I don't know how to execute this theory other than I guess maybe like talking to Hayden Christensen and being like, Did you was this what <laughs> you were doing? Um 
So I, my theory is that, you know, when people make fun of the way that he read that dialogue, Mm -hmm. uh, I think what he was actually doing was doing an impression of James Earl Jones without, without like, like making his voice deep, like James Earl Jones, but he was like imitating his speech pattern, his cadence cadence and pattern, his cadence. Well, that's actually, that's really interesting because I think I had seen an interview in the past where, um, Hayden Christian was ta- Christensen was talking about like before getting cast and how when he watched the movies growing up, he would pretend to be Vader. Like that was his mm-hmm. character that he liked to to be when he and his friends were pretending they were in Star Wars. And so I can totally see that like that, like really influencing the the sort of decision on how he's going to read the line. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I was thinking about um that scene where he uh, where he says uh, where he's like complaining about Obi-Wan holding him back. And I yeah. remember specifically thinking about that line. And then for some reason, it clicked into James Earl Jones for me. And I could mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, oh, I can totally hear James Earl Jones saying that exactly like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. in that James Earl Jones baritone it would yeah. sound more impressive than it does coming out of petulant, you know, uh-huh. Anakin, yeah. Anakin Skywalker. But that's oh, he only sounds like James Earl Jones in the suit and he's not wearing the suit. So, yeah. 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 But even yeah. so, there's still a degree of it where because I've had that thought, not that parallel thought, but like I was catching the end of like the saber, the lightsaber fight from Revenge of the Sith the other day because lightsabers, whatever. It doesn't matter why. Um, and well, not the, the end, but the beginning of that, there there was a sequence where I thought, man, if he just, like, went more at the James Earl Jones thing here, I think this would work. Like, I thought he didn't do it enough there. Mm. Like, at the be- you know, there's a bit where they have, like, yeah, you allow the Dark Lord to twist your mind or whatever, and don't lecture me, Obi-Wan, whatever. Um, and uh, Obi-Wan has that, that line about, you know, only Sith deals in absolutes. I will do what I must. And the line that Anakin has is you will try and then they fight. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, th- there's, there's an aspect of that where, you know, he's so worked up angry and he's like, you will try. But I was like, you know, if you wanted to go full weird theatrical with like, you will try like a really angry, uh, you know, uh, like mouthy take on that, sure. that like, I, w- I would be like, Oh, whoa, he's becoming it now. But I was like, Oh man, like, Go a little further. Go a little further, buddy. You can mm. do it. I yeah, you can you do it. Push that a little bit more. It reminds like, me I'm, of. Um, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, when they made. Uh, we're way off the rails, but it, I, no, I but like okay. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I th- there's uh, there's that story about Kickass, um, mm-hmm. the movie Kickass, and about uh, Nicolas Cage in Kickass, and <laughs> no one knew. Uh, like everyone was a little scared because when he came in to um, Green Hornet, because he was originally uh, Christoph Waltz's character in Green oh, Hornet, whoa. and okay. and he was doing it with a Jamaican accent, and they fired him um, <laughs> because they were like, "We don't uh, know what that is, and that's uh, crazy, and no." And so <laughs> and so they fired him and reshot his scenes with uh, Christoph Waltz. Wow! And um, uh, oh, there's that James Franco uh, connection. He was in that opening scene. Got it. Yeah, um, there you go. Nailed it. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so so then when um, shortly after that, when uh, Nicolas Cage was cast in Kick-Ass, he came on set and started doing 
that voice that he was doing and that weird yeah. cadence. Huh. And everyone on set was like, what the hell is he doing? And no one could figure it out. And they were, they got into the edit bay and um, the, uh, the director uh, whose name is slipping my mind. Um, uh, uh, Vaughn, Vaughn, Vaughn. Yes. Matthew yeah. Vaughn. Yeah. Matthew Vaughn was like, get, gets in the edit bay with his editors. And he's just like, I am terrified to look at this Nicolas Cage footage because none of us knew what he was doing. But if you guys remember, Kick-Ass was a, was an independent film. Uh huh. Um, oh, yeah. They put all of their own money into it and then, and then sold it in post um, to Lionsgate, I think. So they were all absolutely terrified of this guy's performance that he was doing right. on the day. Cause no one and could you make heads push him t- too hard. Cause yeah. Right. Yeah. No one can make heads or tails of it. And they hadn't, they were all too afraid to ask him what he's doing. Um, and then they get into the edit bay and they start editing it. And then suddenly Matthew Vaughn jumps out of his chair and just starts shouting, <laughs> Batman, Batman, he's doing Batman. Because he was doing an yes. impression of Adam West. Wow. Yeah. I see. And oh my yeah. God. I see it. Yeah. That's yeah. brilliant. Ass kick. Yeah, he's oh, doing an impression yeah, of Adam yeah, West. Yeah, and no uh, one understood what he was doing on the day, but in the in in post, they finally figured it out, <laughs> and they were so relieved because they were like, "Now, if somebody is like, what is he doing?" We can smugly right. be and, like, and "Oh, you can can't figure edit, out what he's doing." Because we're doing the joke, we can edit to it. You know, like we can play it up. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. right. That's great. That's great. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so that that the Hayden Christensen thing reminds me of that, except yeah. that I don't think George Lucas knew what yeah, he was doing. Yeah, because if you saw that, then you could push and guide it to you know where where it could land. Yeah, but right. I just I can. He- right, yeah. but as as we all as we all know, George Lucas legendarily couldn't <laughs> yeah. possibly care less about performance. I just I think so. of that line that like you will try, and just in uh, my ear, in my head, I can hear. Even a higher pitch, like James Earl Jonesy type take on the line, you will try. Like, that is a cool line. I want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Spider-Man. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, so James, uh, 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 speaking of higher ground, um, <laughs> Norman's got the high ground. This scene is over. I have the high Don't ground. Don't try it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um but uh but they but they do they do uh they do meet in the middle. Yeah. Um they're coming towards or each or they're starting to, I suppose. Uh yeah. meet. Yeah. Um it's really it's just it's a really it's a nice scene. Even even with, you know, Norman obviously or the goblin, I suppose, mm-hmm. um obviously manipulating Harry. Yeah. Uh it's it's good, but I what, what's interesting though is he's not. I mean, he's manipulating Harry, I guess, but like no. uh, he's not trying to yeah. get anything out of him. He's already yeah. gotten what he wants out of him. It's it's more of just like he's giving <laughs> his pet a cookie. Yeah, I see that. You know, oh, like you did boy. a good job, oh, good boy. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend to be your dad for a second, so. You can finally have what you've always wanted. <laughs> mm-hmm. His approval. Father. Yeah. Poor Harry. Yeah. Poor Harry. 
Uh, so, so, so Gary, um, uh, talk to us about, uh, about Spider-Man. Um, oh man. We'll, we'll save your, your thoughts on, on this, on this, uh, franchise in particular, um, for tomorrow, but just, just Spider-Man as a character. I think my first interaction with Spider-Man was probably through like the Marvel versus Capcom game. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. I, think, I don't think that's the first time we've heard that. I think somebody else yes, has said I, that like before. A, like, yeah. A couple weeks ago. I don't remember yeah. who, I don't remember who, but I think somebody else did had the same touchstone. Yeah, because I, as a kid growing up, I wasn't really a comic book reader, and I'm I I've never seen the '90s Spider-Man series. Oh wow, uh, the TV show. So I think that the movie. I mean, we'll get more into it tomorrow, I guess. But I, I think the movie is my first interaction with Spider-Man as a character beyond like the sort of just cultural permeation that Spider-Man has. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. And so for me, I don't know, I think I always identified with Peter Parker, this kind of like nerdy, maybe a little outcasted, like kind of kid that just wants to do good. And um, I always really respected that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've always really I I, I say that Spider-Man's probably my favorite superhero, and I think I still stand by that. Um, despite the fact that I haven't read a lot of the comic books, I think I just really identify with Peter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and with that desire to be something more than just the unassuming kid in the back of the class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the concept itself is so strong that, uh, yeah, it, you know, e- even if you don't have the specific legacy in any one medium, like the idea is very easy and clear to, to grasp onto. And mm-hmm. that can affect you mm-hmm. deeply, uh, even if you're not like reading the novels that Scott read or reading Ultimate Spider-Man voraciously like I was like, it can't yeah. just be, wait, what is this guy? And you, you look him up somewhere and explain it. And you're like, oh, that's a hero. I get it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. It's really interesting, too, because um, I've been thinking about this a lot uh, with this this new um this new Spider-Man uh, cartoon and the direction that they're taking with, with the character, which I, I won't like go into detail, but it, it just reminded me of, of the fact that like uh, Peter Parker is a very sort of malleable character yeah. uh, more so than I think uh, a lot of other characters are, you know, like Clark Kent sure. is sort of, isn't isn't as malleable like you you kind of you kind of get he's always the same guy yeah you you kind of get like what his deal is um you know they they play with it a little bit in like uh the lois and clark tv show uh where where they sort of make clark uh you know daily uh daily planet clark and smallville clark kind of the same guy um (laughs) yeah which was like a little which was like a little different uh, from what is normally the case, usually it's three distinct sort of personalities, yeah. um, three distinct yeah. identities. But with um, with Peter, you know, sometimes you do you do get the Peter that's like the kid in the back of the class um, who, uh-huh. who puts on a mask and goes and, and fights crime and then goes back to being that mild mannered kid in the back of yeah. the class who, yeah, yeah. who has a secret that no one else knows. But then you also have this other aspect of this guy who is, you know, this sort of like nerdy kind of character and like likes nerdy things, but is also Mm. extremely confident, um, sometimes Mm. usually to his detriment. (laughs) Um, 
and 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 that's a different take on that character but like they're both peter and it's interesting yeah like spider-man as a character is always the same but peter is malleable yeah in he a can way still yeah. function well, he's grown in up a couple yeah different, uh-huh. yeah can, yeah. Even in like the original think, comic run, like right, like the, like early Dicto Spider Man is so different from later, like you know, college year Spider Man. Right. Yeah, he's an angry nerd in yeah. that. And then when you get to um, that college age uh, Spider Man, I mean that that was the one that I mostly associated with for me because because for me I was like, oh yeah, so this is a guy who likes nerdy stuff and he can be really passionate about like geeky stuff, but also he's not like a social pariah and knows how to get a date. Like, and that's not something that you would see very much, you know, like most of the time when you think of like a nerdy guy, a really passionately geeky person, you think of like the big bang theory or (laughs) the nerds on say by the bell, like screech or stuff like that. But Peter Parker was different. And so the fact that he had enough confidence to be involved in a love triangle Mm -hmm. was interesting to me. Um, as, and like, I, I found that very, uh, 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 you know, like I, I saw myself in that, but like, yeah, yeah. It, he's more it, Seth Cohen-y like, than he is like, uh, yeah, Rick Moranis type. Sure. Yeah. Right. But yeah. that's, but that's, but that's the thing, right? Like yeah. Peter Parker can be all things. Yeah. Um, and I find that's, that really interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's really interesting for me too, because I think as someone who hasn't really read the comics, I mean, you, you've touched on this before that if you haven't been reading the comics, like it's hard to know where to jump in because they don't have like short, concise arcs mm-hmm, to pick mm-hmm. up. So I've never really dove into the comic books because I just, it's overwhelming. I don't know where to start, Mm. but I found Spider-Man when I was a kid. Um, And so I think that like this current iteration of Spider-Man with Tom Holland, like being a high school kid has always sort of been my idea of who Peter Parker is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I think, I think that I might, I think I identify with this Peter more than I have either of the other ones that we've seen in film. Mm -hmm. Um, Likewise, let alone the interpretations in 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 uh, various TV shows. And right, things. right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I mean, Scott and I have touched on it a lot. That like his his Spidey is college Spidey, and my Spidey is high school Spidey. Like th- that is the like the, yeah. the one that hits me the most in the core of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I I agree with that. I think seeing Peter have to make the choice between like his personal life. In school, like the the thing, like his friends and the groups he's a part of mm-hmm. and having to sacrifice that to for the greater good. Yeah. I think every time, like every time he has to make that decision in the movie, it's powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really admire that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a while before we get to talk. To I know. I know. We've got so, you've got so long. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. We do have we have the um, Scott and I did like a, a Patreon review. Um, yeah, it came out the weekend because it was like, I mean, it's the biggest Spidey thing that's happened in a while. We had to talk about it. So it's it was it's a blast there. to listen to you guys oh, talking about it, too. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's fun. Um, all right. Well, uh, I guess uh, I guess we'll be back tomorrow yeah. with uh, Minute 98. Can can you come back, Gary? I, I think I can be here. Awesome. All right. <laughs> cool. Uh, so we will see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Bye.